0: It's Wednesday, January 25th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes riding in on a stolen scooter. Uh, won't say <laughs> where where he can't, where he got it. Uh, it, it. We'll we'll get to Tito's scooter uh, here in a bit, but the uh, the big news of the day in baseball uh, is Scott Rowland, uh, eight time Gold Glove third baseman, uh, elected by a pretty narrow margin, but uh, nonetheless elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, announced on Tuesday evening, Scott Rowland will, uh, will go in along with Fred McGriff as the class of 2023 in Cooperstown. Uh, what would you think of the uh, the election of Scott Rowland?
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good one, Joe. I thought it was, he deserved it. He kind of got in by the skin of his teeth by five votes, uh, you know, the way uh, the, the balloting broke down. Um, but, uh, you know, you could feel the momentum building with this guy. And, uh, it's interesting, Joe, he made it on his sixth year on the ballot, his first year on the ballot, he only received 10.2% of the vote from the baseball writers association of America. So, uh, you know, that's a quick jump.
0: Yeah. It's 60 year, 60 year of eligibility, uh, 76.3% of the ballots. Uh, he was named on, like you said, a margin of five, five ballots. Uh, got him in, Todd Helton of uh, of the Colorado Rockies, seventy two point two percent of the ballots in his fifth year. So uh, maybe next year Todd Helton will uh, will trend in that way and 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 get in. Uh, but that was it in 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 terms of uh, who the 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 writers elected. Uh, is, is it a is it a commentary more on Roland or is it a commentary more on the way the 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 election process is set up right now that you know it's it's been a struggle these last couple of years to get anybody elected.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know with this this year, Joe, the ballot was uh, you know kind of wide open. You know, after uh, Bonds and Clemens and uh, Schilling, uh, you know their their eligibility expired last year, and there wasn't a drop dead kind of uh, candidate on there. So I think the votes got spread out. And a lot of guys, uh, I think a lot of voters who usually vote for like ten guys, you know, especially you know in last year's ballot when you know you know Bonds and Clemens and Schilling and, and Sosa were on that, um, you know, I think they they didn't vote for as many guys, you know. I don't think they I don't think there was a lot of go- uh, voters that 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 uh, you know filled out a ten man ballot, so that that may affected things, but you know, a lot of guys made jumps. Uh, Billy Wagner went to a uh, 68%, 68.1%. Andrew Jones, you know, jumped to a uh, 58.1%. Sheffield went to 55%. Um, uh, Beltran first year on the ballot when, you know, showed very well, 46.5% despite, you know, the, uh, Houston scandal. So, uh, Interesting. Our, our buddy, uh, Jeff Kent, uh, unfortunately, uh, only came in at 46.5% in his last year on the ballot. So, you know, he is not going to be uh, make Cooperstown, uh, at least by the writers.
0: Yeah. Uh, other guys who, who came in under that uh, 5% threshold and will drop off the ballot after the first year uh, of being eligible. Bronson Arroyo, R.A. Dickey, John Lackey. Uh, Mike Napoli, who, uh, who, who obviously was a, a big part of the 2016 uh, Cleveland Indians, who went to the the World Series, uh, Houston Street, Matt Kane, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, J.J. Hardy, uh, Johnny Peralta, who had a, a, a long stint with the uh, Indians here in Cleveland uh, before moving on to uh, Detroit and a couple other teams. Uh, Jared Weaver and Jason Wirth, uh, all those guys, Fall off the ballot for next year, so it should be uh, interesting. There, there's quite a bit. Of, there's going to be quite a bit of turnover and uh, and churn when it comes to the the ballot and the candidates for, for next season. Uh, like you said, a guy like Carlos Beltran who shows forty six point five percent after his first year on the ballot, uh, you know that's that's a guy who's, who's pretty much going to be uh, you know looked at very closely in the next couple of seasons. Could get in, uh, you know, second third year.
1: Yeah, he's you know, if you if you can put aside the Houston thing, the sign stealing thing, you know, Joe, if you look at his his uh, his uh, resume, uh, you know, switch hitter, uh, you know, just an yeah, excellent uh, center fielder, um, you know, just big time offensive player. Stu- you know, I think he stole over four hundred bases. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, really kind of a you know an all around player. I think he, I think definitely he's going to make it.
0: Other guys uh, like like we mentioned, uh, you know, guys who had the the specter of the steroid era and, and steroid scandals uh, around them. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, thirty five point seven uh, percent. Manny Ramirez, thirty three point two uh, percent. Andy Pettit, seventeen uh, percent. So uh, you know those guys are going to still be on the ballot next year. Uh, we'll see if if they continue to trend toward uh, you know, gaining in, in their, uh, you know, year over year. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's no guarantees that, that any of those guys will, will ever get enough votes, uh, at least from the writers to get in.
1: Yeah. And, and Omar Vizquel, you know, of Cleveland's favorite, uh, you know, 11 time gold glove winner. He continued to go the wrong way, Joe. I mean, this is a guy that was on his way to Cooperstown in, in 2020 when he, received over 50% of the vote Uh, yesterday. He came in at 19.5% of the vote and uh, he's, he's hanging on to the ballot, but you know, the uh, domestic violence and, and another lawsuit uh, by, uh, you know, a minor league bat boy uh, has really kind of stalled his candidacy. Candidacy, Joe.
0: Yeah. You can, you can tell that that's uh, it's going to be hard uh, for Omar to overcome those uh, those issues and and those scandals, uh, and really he he seems like a, a guy who will will stay on the ballot now until his ten years are up, and then you know maybe down the line he goes to an era committee and gets considered there. Uh, but you know it, it might be several years before Omar uh, you, you know even gets the the opportunity to 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 entertain a thought about um Cooperstown as, as an option. So uh, yeah, he's in
1: as, he's in he's got four more years, Joe, on the ballot. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, things could turn around or not. So
0: uh interesting to to watch there. So McGriff and Roland uh, going in. Uh Roland certainly a a, a deserving candidate and like I said eight gold gloves. Uh, this is a guy who's just screamed consistency, a seven seven time All Star in his 17 year career uh, played with the Phillies, Cardinals, Blue Jays, and Reds. Uh, the fourth most Gold Gloves for a third baseman uh, for Roland. and he was the uh, the Rookie of the Year in 1997. Uh, won a World Series. Won a World Series with the Cardinals in 2006.
1: Yeah, just uh, you know, really a solid player, a big guy. You know, huge guy to be playing third base uh you know uh, a great defender and uh, he you know he he developed as a hitter and uh you know played 17 years i believe so it it was it was a solid choice i think by uh by the baseball writers yeah I,
0: and i i guess just a, a lot of people are are questioning oh is he a hall of famer or is he just a really good guy i, I mean this is he he checks the boxes in terms of longevity in terms of consistency and and just you know if you if you look at the eight gold gloves at third and you look at what he was able to do uh, at the plate, it it, it really does uh, you know sort of pan out to to be a, this is a guy who's uh, you know consistently in that top percentage of of guys who played the position and and were were hall of famers.
1: Yeah, and you know there, there's you always kind of. You know, guys are going to get compared to other guys that didn't make it. You know, Kent, you know, probably had, you know, Jeff Kent probably had a similar career to, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh Roland, you know, he's uh, probably better in, in, in some regards, you know, he was the top home run, a hitter um, and RBI guy in history among second basemen. Uh, you know, was an MVP, you know, kind of a guy that, that kind of fell through the cracks, Joe and, um, I think, uh, you know, hit the first time he'll become eligible for the Veterans Committee is in 2026, and maybe he'll get, you know, a longer look from those guys. All right. Uh,
0: Roland, if you want to go to the, the, the statistic route, uh, Roland was fifth all-time uh, among career third basemen. He ranks fifth in wins above replacement, uh, according to baseball reference, so the uh, that, that wonderful catch-all stat uh war he he's fifth all time uh i think that's something that a, a lot of the these uh newer voters really do look at and and give a lot of uh weight to
1: yeah and, and defend you know the, his defense figures into the war and i think you know there's you know as as you know the years have gone by there's there's more defined ways to uh you know to uh, look at a, a player's defense and i think that really helped Roland in this case
0: yeah, I mean, do you if you looked now, is is Nolan Arenado uh, a Hall of Famer? Is it is he the kind of guy who you could put in the Hall of Fame? I think the two of them had very similar have very similar careers. At least uh, you know that's what Arenado's building. Uh, his re- reputation is is defense first, also a, a a solid offensive player. Maybe a little bit more offense for Nolan Arenado. So you know if I'm if I'm Arenado and I see Roland getting in uh i I'm I'm pretty confident that, you know, maybe somewhere down the line uh the, the doors to Cooperstown also are, are gonna be open for me.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, uh, you know, Arenado is really he's he's a great third baseman. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, he's a dangerous hitter. So yeah, that's that's a great uh, you know, comp right there.
0: All right, gotta ask you, Hoinesy, uh how how long have you been a uh, eligible to vote uh for the Hall of Fame? Uh when when was the first time you turned in a ballot?
1: Let's see, Joe. That's a good, I think my first year, you've got to be, uh, you know, cover baseball for 10 years, be a member of the BBWA. So the first year, I believe, was like 1993, maybe. Okay.
0: So uh, so you've, you've turned in ballots for, geez, almost, uh, you know, 30 years. That's, uh, uh, you know, pretty solid. Uh, what was your Hall of Fame ballot this year uh, looking like?
1: Yeah, I voted for nine guys. I usually vote for ten, Joe, uh, but I would voted for nine guys this year, and you know, I voted for Beltran, Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, um, Frank, uh, Francisco Rodriguez, Roland, uh, Gary Shield, Vizquel, and uh, Billy Wagner. I, you know, I've I've made a h- habit of. Uh, you know kind of not voting for steroid guys or ster- guys linked to steroids but i i did a lot of research on on uh, uh you know Sheffield and i you know i think you know he he claims he never used steroids That that you know the stuff that Bond, Barry Bonds gave him he didn't know what you know that that it includes steroids so you know i i think you know i i gave him the benefit of the doubt and and, and voted for him this year that was the and- only kind of outlier really and you know Rodriguez and Beltran first year on the ballot i figured uh, you know Wagner you know i voted for him over the years he's what sixth in in all time saves with 422 but Rodriguez is fourth you know he's he's right. he's fourth behind uh you know the four hall of three hall of famers and Rivera uh, Hoffman and and uh, Lee Lee Smith
0: yeah, and sometimes, you know, the, the 10 votes, maybe sometimes you, you use some of those uh, down-ballot uh, guys that you vote for just to keep them on the ballot for, you know, knowing that they're not going to be, uh, you know, in the that 75% range or whatever. But a guy like Francisco Rodriguez, maybe you need a couple more years to consider him, or maybe uh, the the voters need a couple more years. And, and it's it's a responsible thing to do to throw him a vote just to— Make sure he gets that 5% and stays on the ballot to give him a chance. I wish more people would have done something like that to Kenny Lofton in his first year uh, of eligibility just to to sort of, hey, you know, uh, maybe I won't vote for him, uh, you know, years down the line or whatever, the more he stays on the ballot. But but in this first year of eligibility, this is a guy who, who needs to, a, a longer look.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, Rodriguez gets 10.8% of the vote you know, he got, you know, 42 guys voted, 40 he received 42 votes for, so he stays on the ballot for another year. But yeah, Kenny Lofton, uh, Kenny got hosed. There's no way, no <laughs> if, answer, buts about it. And, uh, you know, he came on the ballot when, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, when when Bonds, Clemens, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, Bonds, Clemens, you know, a couple of big steroid guys or steroid tainted guys came on, on the ballot. And I think he just got overlooked, Joe. He was, he was a one and done guy. He's got a, his war is 60. You know, I think he's got a 60 war, you know, and and I think he deserved a longer look than that.
0: Uh, I think he's he's he won't be eligible uh, coming up again and, until this this same cycle, right? The the um, yeah, I think
1: 2026 day. probably.
0: So uh, you know that'll that'll be the next time he's eligible, and we'll we'll see if the committee you know considers him a, a finalist. It, 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 they should at least, but you know who knows? He's going to run into the same problem with Bonds and Clemens being there again. So uh, could be a while. All right. Uh, we covered your ballot. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's talk about the uh, uh, the the fun from the weekend that we didn't know was was going on on Saturday. The whole time we're sitting there uh, interviewing Tito at Guards Fest, uh, he was a man without a ride. Uh, somebody had stolen uh, Terry Francona's beloved scooter. Now I, I don't know if I, I I didn't read a a, a bunch of the stories uh, that were written about it, but uh, nobody referred to it as the Hog, which is the way that uh, that Tito. Uh, Likes to refer to it. He he calls it the hog, which is like he thinks it's a chopper or something like that. Uh, This is a scooter that has had uh, so many trials and tribulations. It has been it's been stolen. It's been stolen and returned before. Uh, It's been used as target practice on the infield by Kevin Cash and the the Rays during uh, the infamous prank war that that raged between uh, Francona and, and Cash for for so many years uh it's, it, it tito was sitting upon the the scooter after uh, uh game 1 or was it game 1 yeah it was game 2 of the uh wild card series uh the walk off win uh in in game 2 and uh he was pulling out of the driveway and uh, on the scooter and uh, a woman uh, stood there on the street corner and he thought she was going to flash him so he uh, he tried to stop her from 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 flashing, But she had a, a T-shirt that had a message for him that she was just pulling her shirt up uh, to show him. Uh, the, the scooter's been through a lot, Hoinsey. There, there's been a, a, a lot of, of uh, uh, you know, baggage associated with the scooter. Uh, but now uh, apparently Cleveland police have found it and it's been uh, it's being returned to, to Tito. So uh, this is all, a, you know, a good ending,
1: at least to the story. Yeah, I, I wonder if the surveillance cameras, Joe, that have, have picked up, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Cash lurking in the shadows here. You know, this this kind of smells like that. You know, maybe he he came up, he came up from Florida in the middle of January here to to get to take one last dig at Tito.
0: Well, you know, I, I every one of the other pranks between Cash and and Tito was, was didn't involve the police in in any way. There was no. Uh, you know, there there were video messages on the scoreboard, and uh, uh, you know, let's talk about nasty things being left in desk drawers and and whatnot. But uh, there there was never any involvement of the police, so I, I think Kevin Cash gets away clean on this. Uh, I I just I wonder what Tito's security system is to to sort of keep this thing locked up, or or if they, he needs like a uh a, a, like an alarm system or something to 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 better secure the uh the hog we'll uh we'll have to give Tito a hard time the next time we we talk to him about this because uh you know that that scooter is getting uh a huge reputation uh around town uh you know they even made a bobblehead of him him riding the scooter uh you know years back uh here in Cleveland so uh very interesting uh Tito's scooter has been found uh all's right that ends well so uh you know good uh, good there
1: definitely definitely and uh yeah what were what, what, what's that what were those things you used to put on your steering wheel your car so so oh, they could the, get the stolen
0: club. he needs the club
1: is the that club yeah yeah he he needs he needs that for the scooter <laughs> well
0: or or like one of those like wheel locks like the uh, if you're getting your uh, your vehicle impounded from from parking like the that they put over the wheel that, that locks it in place. So you can't drive it. Uh, maybe something like that, but you know, poor guy he needs to, uh, you know, you come out and you, you find your, your ride is gone. It's, that's gotta be awful. Uh, all right. On to more, uh, more serious uh, uh, topics and, and uh, you know, uh, actually kind of a, a disturbing topic. If, if, if we really want to get into it, Uh former uh, Cleveland pitcher, Mike Clevenger, who signed a, one-year, $12 million contract, uh, uh, you know, recently to to pitch for Chicago and the White Sox. Uh, Clevenger now uh, being accused of domestic violence and uh, uh, child abuse uh, by the 24-year-old mother of his third child uh, while he was in San Diego. Uh, this story coming out, uh, the Athletic had it first and uh, it, it broke yesterday. The White Sox and Major League Baseball confirmed that they are investigating uh, the accusations against Clevenger uh, that were levied by the 24-year-old mother. Uh, she said that he uh, slapped her, that he, uh, you know, abused her physically, uh, verbally, uh, also that he uh, took out uh, uh, chewing tobacco, took out a, a dip of chewing tobacco. And threw it at the infant, uh, their his his daughter, um, at one point uh, during that was kind of the the most disturbing thing out of that, uh, it, it was kind of weird, strange thing that he would do. That uh, you know, what did you take from the news that that Clevenger is under investigation for domestic violence, and you know, given the uh, the accusations and the whole uh, drama that played out with Trevor Bauer being suspended for almost two hundred games. Uh, over you know similar sort of uh, accusations and and given uh you know uh, Mickey Callaway a former uh, pitching coach uh, in Cleveland and and his uh you know actions and the investigation that uh, it led to him being fired uh, as the angels pitching coach uh, that included his time and his treatment of women uh, here in Cleveland uh, you know, just what do you make of that whole situation? And you know what what was going on here in in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, when uh, the three of them were all on the staff?
1: Yeah, Joe, I I don't know. I don't know if there's a if there's a connection. It's just like you said, it's disturbing, and it's uh, you know, I you know, for anybody who was around uh, those three when they were all in Cleveland they knew Bauer and, and, uh, uh, Mickey Calloway didn't like each other. So I don't think there's, you know, any connection there, you know, just the two between the two of them. But, you know, obviously, you know, you know, their treatment of women. Yes. Yes. You know, the, that, that's the only thing that connects them there. I'm not sure what kind of relationship, uh, you know, Calloway had with uh, Clevenger, but I know Clevenger and Bauer were friends. So, uh, you know, I, I just don't know if, if you, what, what all that means. Um, but you know, he, he's certainly Clevenger, you know, Joe, I, I don't think he's going to be, uh, in the opening day rotation, you know, depending on how, you know, how quickly MLB wraps up this investigation.
0: Yeah, there could be, uh, some sort of suspension. There could, uh, uh, you know, be, uh, certainly ordering him to do counseling or something like that. That's what the, uh, the alleged victim in this uh, situation is, is calling for, she's calling for uh, a suspension and a requirement of counseling. Uh, But again, I mean, this is uh, a guy who uh, signed a $12 million contract with the White Sox. And then, uh, you know, the team finds out, uh, you know, weeks later that, oh, all of a sudden he's under investigation. And, you know, the, the threat there is that, you know, he could miss, A large portion of the season. I mean, if Bauer missed 194 games, you know how many how many games could they suspend Clevenger for? Uh, I I guess it's you know let the buyer beware when it comes to the White Sox there. But uh, you know this is Clevenger. uh, He never really struck you as uh, the kind of guy who who was capable of something like this. If it's all you know accurate and true, but uh, you know here we are talking about. Uh, another guy who was on that staff, just you know having uh, really not knowing how to treat uh, not not just women but people in general,
1: yeah, Joe. I mean, you know, as you know, I think we know as much about these guys as they let us know. You know, some guys let you in a little deeper than others, but you know, you, you get one, you know we see one side of a player you know and you know whoever lives with the with the player sees you know a totally different side you know so it it's hard to judge you know a guy just by you know if 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 you're you know if you're around him before and after games you just you just see you know that one side of him and uh you know it's it's hard to get get a read on people and uh you know on you know on you know hopefully you know uh you Know Clevenger does get some help for this and and, and makes a you know amends because this is not to, you don't want to go through life like this,
0: yeah. Uh, when Clevenger was uh pitching in Cleveland, uh, there were uh controversies and, and little social media dust ups. Uh, the mother of his other two daughters, uh, you know, was was throwing constantly throwing accusations and you know making things ugly and messy uh, on social media uh, about, uh, his, about their relationship. And, and that got, you know, that, that sort of died down a little bit when he went to San Diego, we didn't hear as much about it here in Cleveland. Uh, but you know, then there was the, he winds up, uh, getting engaged and and having another daughter with, uh, this other, uh, woman. So, you know, the, the, he, he leaves, he goes somewhere else, but the problems, you know, continued to, to pop up there. So, you know, we'll see uh, how it turns out, and we'll we're we'll fi- we, looking forward to, you know, hearing something about the uh, the investigation from MLB. But uh, until then, we we really can't know what's what's going to happen and and know what it's going to be like uh, for Clevenger and the White Sox next year. Uh, obviously, that that should all be secondary to uh, you know how this thing all turns out. Uh, before we leave, wanted to mention uh, you know wrote a piece on. Stephen Kwan and uh, you know his comments to us at Guards Fest over the weekend. Uh, we talked there a little bit about just the uh, the sabbatical that he took. Uh, Kwan said he uh, he he wanted to blend in a little bit, so he went to Chicago and and just sort of sat on the couch, played video games, and ate whatever he wanted for uh, a couple <laughs> of weeks before flipping the switch back on. Uh, uh, do you think Quan's going to be able to avoid the spotlight this year or is, is he going to be sort of that guy that the, uh, the club pushes forward? And, you know, when, when there's a, the cameras are there, when the microphones are there, uh, you know, he's the guy that they, they sort of want, uh, out there, out in front speaking for the team.
1: Yeah, I think he's, you know, he's kind of a rising, uh, rising star in the game. You know, he had a great rookie year, you know, it couldn't have gone much better when you think about it. You know, he the only thing he didn't do was make the all-star game. I mean, he had a great postseason run, great, you know, run after they moved him into the leadoff spot, won a gold glove, you know, just, uh, you know, he really kind of established himself. So, yeah, I, I would think, uh, you know, there, there's other more veteran guys on the team, obviously, but, you know, he is a guy that people are going to want to talk to.
0: Yeah, I think hitting a home run in the uh, the division series in in Yankee Stadium, uh, you know, pretty much uh, cemented a, a good um, uh, postseason run and a good, uh, you know, just really all around season for for quan uh, Can't wait to see what happens there. I uh, just thought it was uh, was interesting that he he said, you know, why why Chicago? Why would you go to Chicago? Why would you? Well, because because I'm a nobody there. That's and that's that's exactly yeah. it. You can. He can walk the streets and and not. He's not going to walk the streets in, in in Cleveland and not get recognized. Uh, uh, and and pretty soon it's going to be the case uh, everywhere else he goes. All right, Hoinsie, that's going to wrap up um, uh, today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, you've got the uh, the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards uh, tonight uh, at the the, the Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse. Uh, we'll see if any Guardians players or or if the team itself you know wins any awards for uh for their their success in 2022 uh and and we'll uh we'll talk about that uh again on friday
1: all right joe take care buddy